We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is Thursday, January 25th. It's conference championship week across the NFL. And you know what that means, partner. We're closing in on the game of the year for Baltimore standards. Three o'clock on Sunday. We're getting ready for the AFC championship. Ravens and the Chiefs. And we got a great guest to get all things Kansas City covered. But before we get into it, how are you feeling right now? Because this is the, don't you feel like the anticipation the, kind of building? The energy is yeah. is on another level, as I'm sure it is in Kansas City. And it can't get here soon enough. But until then, we've got a great guest to talk about it. We certainly do. It is Bob Fesco. Uh, we, we, he's returning the favor. I went on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City earlier this week. And now joining us in the non-traditional space here inside the vault is Bob Fesco. Great to be with you, my man. And uh, we always like to begin with, and it's kind of, I don't know, obvious, but from your perspective, what is the state of the Kansas City Chiefs, especially based on where they once were at times this year? Well, I think the state of the Kansas City Chiefs is right where I thought they would be. I mean, I, I was one of the outliers, I think, all year that wasn't complaining about uh, this team not having wide receivers or anything like that. I said, the only thing that matters now in Kansas City is what's going to take place in the postseason. How far are they going to go in the playoffs? And everything's going to be judged and graded on that. And lo and behold, they've taken up residency in the last six AFC championship games. And, <laughs> and here we are for the sixth consecutive year. So everything's going according to plan, at least by my plan anyway, yeah. here in Kansas City. It's, it's great to be back and, and, and get the chance to play for the Super Bowl. So, Bob, what did Kansas City do? Looking from the outside in, obviously we're, we're able to watch them once in a while when they're, when they're on national TV. It seemed like the low point with the offense was the offsides on Tony and then it Took off. It just felt like things were falling apart at that point. What has Andy and Patrick and the Chiefs done to kind of turn things around? Well, I, honestly, I think they lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day, and that's really what turned things around. We were talking about it on the show this week. The Raider game may go down as the most important game this season for the Chiefs because after that game, they pretty much played flawless football. They played a great game the following week against the Bengals. Obviously, they kind of took the week off against the Chargers. And then these two playoff games, it's the best eight quarters that Patrick Mahomes has played all season long because he's finally realized the limitations of this offense, if you will, and that it's okay to punt and it's okay to let your 
your defense go out there. He doesn't have to play that hero ball and try to make big-time plays because he's got a defense that can go out there and pretty much stop anybody. And a punter who's one of the best in the league and, and next to you know, Justin Tucker, we got a pretty good kicker here in Kansas City as well. And so I think when he gave up two touchdowns to the Raiders' defense in seven seconds on Christmas Day, I think it all kind of clicked. And Andy probably went to him after that game and went, Okay, you're going to listen now. You're going to try to do it my way. And they have Isaiah Pacheco involved. Travis Kelsey has hit the fountain of youth. Rashi Rice has been a star. And MVS is catching passes. Like, he didn't drop anything the last couple of days, which is remarkable. And yet they're still here, right? After all of this, yep. they are still here. Here's what Lamar Jackson had to say about going up against Patrick Mahomes and your Kansas City Chiefs. I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but it, it's just – I believe it's just two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight, heavyweight matchup. That's, that's just what I see. We can't overshadow what's in front of us right now. Not at all. You know, those guys are um, the former, former Super Bowl champions. And – to be a champion, you got to go through a champion, you know, so th that's pretty much the mindset. Okay, Bob, so you've watched the evolution of Lamar Jackson from afar. The last time these two teams met was in 2021 when kryptonite became finally no longer for the Ravens, as, as Lamar coined it. What's been, what's been your thoughts? Uh, where is he at right now in your eyes? I love Lamar Jackson. Next to Patrick Mahomes, he's my favorite quarterback in the NFL, and I think he's the second-best quarterback in the NFL to Patrick Mahomes. But he still needs that signature win. Winning this week against Patrick Mahomes obviously takes Lamar to a different level. I'm not a Josh Allen fan. Joe Burrow is obviously injured. He's had some success in the postseason. But for some reason, I just love Lamar Jackson. I love everything about him. I love watching him play. I love the way he changes games. He's such a dynamic thrower. He's a dynamic runner. Like, he is just just so much fun, and I can't help but try to watch every Ravens game to see what he could do. This week, I hope the Chiefs shut him down, and we do not allow Lamar to go out there and have fun. And we were talking about that comment, you know, the other day, uh, you know, on our show as well about, you know, Lamar saying about, you know, facing off against um, Patrick Mahomes. I, the only thing I would do differently if I was Lamar is say, bring it on. Let's go. I want to play against Patrick Mahomes. I know he was kind of joking and trailed yeah. off at the end, but I want my quarterback to say, bring on all comers and let's do this. And that's kind of what Mahomes does. Yeah, well, we'll get to Roquan Smith because Roquan was more like that uh, than than and and Lamar's trying to downplay everything. Everything yeah. has been downplayed, right. and he waits to to talk on the field. But in your mind, Bob, like when we talk about this, Lamar called it a heavyweight champion, right? Uh, two heavyweight champions going against each other. Do you put uh, everybody keeps putting Allen as kind of like the Brady? Uh, Manning kind of thing with Mahomes versus Allen, but Allen hasn't done too much. Granted, Lamar still needs to do more too, but where do you kind of rank it? Do you see Lamar as a bigger threat or Allen? How do you kind of rank these quarterback matchups? Well, I, I just don't think there needs to be a Brady-Manning comparison right now with Patrick Mahomes because each year it's been somebody different, whether it's been Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. There's somebody different every year. You knew when Manning and Brady was going on, it was Manning and Brady, and maybe every once in a while Roethlisberger would show up and say, hi, how you doing? And obviously Flacco had his one year, but it was always Manning and Brady. 
I don't know who the right answer to that question is yet. I, you know, I'd love to say it's Lamar. We thought years ago it was going to be Lamar and Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And then obviously that didn't happen. And then, you know, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen came onto the scene. Josh Allen can't win a big game. I, I mean, he just can't. I don't, I don't trust Josh Allen to win a big game when it matters most. He had an opportunity. I'm tired of hearing about a missed field goal. He had options underneath where he could have gone to. He tried to play hero ball in that game. And it kind of came back and bit him. And they ended up losing their third uh, you know, playoff game to Kansas City. Joe Burrow has been there, had the opportunity and beat Mahomes here in Kansas City, but also lost to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. And so I, I don't know what the right answer to that question is. If there is a right answer personally, as much as I love Lamar, I'd love it to be Lamar and Patrick Mahomes every <laughs> single year because I think that's fun. I think it's exciting. And I think they are the two best quarterbacks and the two biggest game changers that we have in the NFL right now. But until somebody proves that they can be the Peyton Manning to, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady. I don't think we have an answer for that question yet. And that's okay. Cause it makes the league interesting. Yeah, for sure. Josh Allen was good, but you got to be great to get through the dynasty. And that's what yeah. Lamar and the Ravens are going to have to do this upcoming Sunday. As we know, along these lines though, of who's saying what, like you said, Lamar was, was joking in a sense about what he had to say going up against Patrick Mahomes. Roquan Smith, as you've probably seen uh, since he became a Raven, he doesn't mince his words, and we we certainly appreciated this exchange with a reporter yesterday at the podium. You, know, you guys have really been known this year for really taking part quarterbacks. The other two quarterbacks still in the playoffs, you've beaten them already. Does playing against Mahomes feel sort of like the graduate level course in what you guys have done all year? No, I don't think it's a graduate level course. I think it's a it's a course that has to be done, and uh, we're going to get it done. That's that's the message. It's not about of. Uh, this he puts his pants on just like any any other quarterback. Yes, he's an elite quarterback, but at the end of the day, we're an elite defense, and that's that's our job to stop the opposing offense, and that's what we're, that's our job, play in and play out, and that's what we got to do. So it certainly seems like Bob Roquan's one of those guys who is just beloved in this city, right? But on the outside, especially from the opponent's perspective, he is kind of looked like looked at as a bully in a sense. What's Kansas City perspective about the way he talks? I, I have nothing wrong with that at all. I think that's yeah. fantastic. I mean, that that's the mindset that you have to have. If you go into a game thinking, oh my gosh, Patrick Mahomes is playing against us, you're never going to give yourself an opportunity to win. You've got to have that mindset that I don't care who's playing back there, whether it's Patrick Mahomes or Patrick whoever, it doesn't matter. We're going to go out there and we're going to play our game. And he's right. Look, Baltimore's defense, the Chiefs defense, they're both premier defenses in the NFL and probably both defenses aren't getting enough credit this week. So I think it could be a great defensive battle as well. I mean, we may see a low scoring type of game where yeah. every single play truly matters. And I was talking the other day about this. I'm like, the worst thing for me is like the Chiefs received the kickoff first and 10, Pacheco goes for two, it's second and eight. And I'm going, oh my God, it's second and eight already. What are we going to do against this defense? Like, <laughs> I just feel like that's the kind of game it's going to be where every single play is magnified. But to have that attitude that Roquan Smith has, if you're a Ravens fan, that's what you want. From a Chiefs fan perspective, all right, now we need to go shut you up. And that means our guys got to go out there and make plays. So speaking of the defenses, you're right. We need to give both their due. Uh, Jameson Hensley of ESPN kind of pointed it out earlier this week that uh, the fewest points allowed in the NFL, number one is the Ravens. Chiefs right there at number two. Most sacks in the NFL, Ravens are first. Chiefs right there at number two. I know Ravens are first in takeaways. I don't know where, where Chiefs are there. But what what is the strength of this Chiefs defense, number one? And number two, and I asked this of, of all of our guests, how do you see them 
defending Lamar because in the past it was always like keep him in the pocket and he's been he's been deadly from there too so when you know he's a true true dual threat how do you see the Chiefs attacking him well I I think what they're going to have to do is is get Lamar to the ground I mean your offensive line if I'm not mistaken was like 16th in the NFL and giving up like 41 sacks this year this is Chris Jones's opportunity in my opinion to go out and earn 30 million dollars per year whether it be Kansas City or somewhere else go out there and sack Lamar Jackson. I think that's what you have to do. And I'm sure they're going to use a spy on him. And, and, you know, who knows where we're going to be, you know, at this point on Sunday, if Willie Gay is going to be able to go, is he going to be able to be the spy? Is it going to be Drew Tranquil who's going to go out there and kind of be the spy on Lamar Jackson? But how you defend him, I think it's going to be very interesting to see because I think they're going to have, you know, like two different type of game plans. You got your first half game plan, you got your second half game plan. Steve Spagnolo has been a genius in adjusting in the second half, and teams just don't score on the Chiefs in the second half of games. Josh Allen last week led his team to seven points in the second half, and the only reason they got that is because he threw a dart into the end zone for a touchdown. So I I think right now Baltimore is going to have to try to take advantage of this Chiefs defense early on because if there's one thing that you can say about this Chiefs defense, it's a little bit of a negative, and, and maybe it's not a negative. It's just the way that they are. They start a little bit slow. So if you're Baltimore, you want to try to capitalize right away because as the game goes on, the Chiefs tend to put their foot in the ground. They tend to hold the line of scrimmage. They tend to fight. Steve Spagnuolo knows how to make adjustments, and they find ways to win. They don't turn teams over a lot, and and that has been a kind of a, I don't want to even say a bone of contention, but something we've talked about you know, all year long. We'd love to see this defense get a couple of more turnovers, get a couple of more turnovers. That really hasn't happened. So they're just going to have to come up with big plays, have, have big-time success on first down, make it second and long, third and long, and we'll see what happens. I, I think ultimately for me with, with this defense right now, though, is they got to play better against the run. They gave up 182 yards to Buffalo last week. That's pathetic. You can't win a lot of games giving up that kind of you know yardage in the ground game. So they're going to have to find a way to make sure against the run, whether it's Lamar or anybody else, that they're shutting that down at the line of scrimmage and you're not going from first and 10 to second and three. Perhaps Dalvin Cook's going to be a part of that game plan. He showed some burst in the second half last week. And by the way, John Harbaugh did make a point this week to kind of say how shocked he was that Spags hasn't been in head coaching conversations around the league. So you know Spags is going to be ready to go. I'm really looking forward to this matchup. I think a lot of people are as well. It's sort of the obvious one when you look at the statistics behind this, but Travis Kelsey and Kyle Hamilton probably going to be seeing a lot of each other. Let me ask you this. You mentioned it earlier on, like somewhat of a pedestrian season in like mid season at times for Travis, who I don't know, is he mulling retirement? That's a conversation for another time. What led to that? What slowed him down specifically? Well, he started the season injured. He missed the first game with an injury that he suffered in training camp. And so he kind of got out of the gate slow a little bit. And I really think he probably was nursing that injury all season long. And he's finally now, I think, to the point where he's 100%. He was able to take the final week of the season off and finish 16 yards shy of 1,000 yards for the eighth consecutive time. Put history on the back burner for the benefit of the team. Took that game off against the Chargers. And he's been a new man in the postseason. I mean, he's just been outstanding. And that's because he knows how to play in the postseason. Patrick Mahomes knows how to play in the postseason. And they understand that the regular season now in Kansas City, and this is what I've said all along, is just a feeling out process. Let's figure out what we can do well and then take everything we do good 
into the postseason. And so did he save it for the postseason? Maybe a little bit he saved it for the postseason because that's what matters in Kansas City. Winning 12 games in the regular season is bupkis. Nobody cares about that. What did you do in the playoffs, right? And so that's where Travis Kelsey is, has made his living. Him and Patrick Mahomes are the all-time duo in, in, in receiving touchdowns in, in NFL history in the postseason right now, passing mm. Gronk and Brady and Montana and Rice. I mean, so these guys are electric in the playoffs. And I saw the semi-pro football out-of-focus stat that you put up there, which I'm laughing at because everybody says, oh, look at this stat or look at these stats. Stats tell you what has happened, not will, what will happen. Yeah. And you're going against Travis Kelsey this week. Like, so I throw everything out the window. No stats matter this week when you face Mahomes and Kelsey. So, Bob, what does matter is the health of each team. Can you can you take us inside, um, who, you know, who you're going to be watching this week? Adam Schefter earlier this week uh, said that, uh, you know, Pro Bowl guard, this is no joke, you know, you, you're going to want him out there to protect – uh, Patrick, but Pro Bowl guard Joe Tooney will um, he? It, it seems like he's unlikely for Sunday, but he's going to work like crazy to play. What do you think about him and any other injury concerns? Yeah, he's he's a big one, obviously. I mean, there, there's nobody like just more workmanlike than what Joe Tooney has been. You don't even really know that he's on the team. He doesn't say a whole lot, and you never see him because he's great at his job as an offensive lineman. So <laughs> that's going to be a tough loss. But Nick Allegretti is going to fill in. He's a kid they drafted a few years ago. That's really good. I mean, he's not Joe Tooney, obviously, but he's still a pretty good player. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what he's able to do. Willie Gay, we kind of talked about with the neck injury. Both Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie, the star corners for this team, are on the injury list this week. I actually looked at the injury list this week and thought I clicked on roster because that's how long it was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, like everybody's on this thing. But, you know, here we are at the end of, of January. Everybody's kind of banged up. But I think the Allegretti one is probably the – I guess you could say the biggest concern right now for everybody involved. They're not Allegretti, but the Joe Tooney one is the biggest concern, I think, for everybody involved right now. Okay. So Pacheco – he can be fine. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna go. Yeah, he took yesterday off. You know, maybe a quote unquote veteran day off, but the Chiefs never list it that way. So he'll be fine. He'll be ready to go, and he'll be ready to just smack somebody in the face. I've never seen somebody run so hard in my entire life like this kid. The guy, I mean, Roquan even complimented him. Like anybody who runs like that deserves a compliment. He yeah. just runs as if he's pissed off at the world. No doubt. And speaking of that, it seems like Mahomes has kind of galvanized this team in terms of yeah, and he always does. But for the first time, as you know, they have to do this outside of Arrowhead, outside of the home cooking. So whether it was post game after the Bills win, whatever, it really seemed like it was a little bit sweeter because they heard that doubt. They heard that noise. How much is that riding uh, going into the weekend? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, it's one thing to win in the playoffs, but when you go on the road and shut up the opponent crowd like they did in Buffalo – that's special, man. That's a lot of fun. And, and a lot of people don't know this. Patrick Mahomes has a better winning percentage on the road in the playoffs than he does at home. He's never lost a road playoff game. So, I mean, <laughs> here we go, trying to keep, keep this thing on track and keep this thing 2-0. But I think they relish in it, man. They've been counted out all year by people. Oh, the wide receivers are no good. Patrick Mahomes is having a down year. This isn't any good. And, again, here they are in the AFC Championship game. So, yeah, they're loving it. Bob, do you get the feeling that the country – is rooting against the Chiefs. Is there like a Patriot effect going on here? It sure seems like it. I mean, we read Bobby's tweet on the air yesterday about how America uh -oh. wants you know, Baltimore <laughs> to be, oh, to be the champ, up, right? <laughs> <laughs> how Baltimore, you know, is, is got to save America and do all this stuff. <laughs> as, as somebody who's finally getting this opportunity to be part of the villain role, 
it's so much fun, man. This is where you want to be in sports, right? You want to be the team that everybody hates. You want to be the team that everybody always wants to beat because that means you're in a great spot. And so I, I think the Chiefs are in a great spot. I understand how people can get sick and tired of the same teams over and over and over again. But that's not my problem. I love it. I think it's great. Keep winning, and people will watch. Man, 50 million people watched that game against Buffalo last week. That's insane. Oh, yeah. And people will listen, too, selfishly. That's a great right. great thing, yeah. right? We're all benefiting right. from this run right now. Let me clarify, too. Like, we got a lot of respect for the reigning champs. Like, there's no question about mm-hmm. that. I think sometimes with the sideshows that come along with great teams, it can lead to – growing old, whether it's the Jackson Mahomes of the world, whether it's the coverage that that obviously deservingly so comes with Taylor and Travis. Uh, or this week, it's been the personal trainer of Mahomes, who's definitely irked me a little bit. This guy, I don't know what he uses as motivational tactics, Bob, but Bobby Stroop, this dude's something, man. He he really is something. Give us a sense for what this guy's all about. Well, he, he'll tell you when you're wrong about Patrick Mahomes. He's Patrick's biggest defender, and, and I love it because – When you're as good as Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or some of these guys, like sometimes you need a little extra motivation, whether that's real or not. I always feel like Tom Brady created faux motivation. The University of Kansas basketball team would always walk around and go, nobody respects us. You're the number one overall (laughs) seed. Like, so these guys that are so good at what they do, they got to create that edge, right? They got to find a way to create that edge, however that they can get it to get them to play to that next level. And so however you got to do it, I don't care. It works, right? Uh, listen, we believe me, while, while the Ravens don't have the success of the Chiefs, they have been the favorites most of the time. So the edge and all of that we get, Michael jo- Jordan did it, all of that. Yeah. Where, where, Bobby, where Bobby Shroop is annoying is when he's posting – like literally quotes that did not happen. Like, you know, he takes like the YouTube page, you know, those YouTube videos that like, I don't know where they come from. They, they have like a bootleg channel in Asia. At the end of it, they're taking it and they put on a headline that has nothing to do with the video. He takes that and puts it up. And then you're acting like our player said that. That to me crosses a line. But finding an edge is fine. But don't don't misrepresent what the players are saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it is what it is. It's the day and age of the internet. You know how how it is, man. Like it's a headline society, and we see something, we click on it. I I told my parents all the time. I said I I send them like fake obituaries of people that they 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 knew like that have the same names that have died, and they go, oh my god, so and so died. Did you see that? I go, you didn't even open the article. You have no idea what that was about. <laughs> Oh, man, the best of both worlds when it comes to social media, that's for sure, especially right now. Look, we always like to get, you know, if you're comfortable with it, I mean, we're closing in on the weekend, so your matchup to watch and a prediction if you have one ready. Yeah, I think the matchup is obviously going to be Chris Jones and Lamar Jackson. I I think whoever wins that battle, whoever has the better day, is that's whose team is going to win, and I think it's going to be Chris Jones. For years, I've said the same score week in and week out. I take the Chiefs 35-0 every week. I'll continue to do that. Do you really? Yeah, Every single week. It hasn't happened in six years, but what the heck? I'll continue to do it. It's bound to oh happen one gosh. day. You know what? All power wow. to you, Bob. All power to you. Really appreciate the time. Let everybody know uh, over these next couple of days, if they want the Kansas City perspective, you can be found on Twitter right here at Bob Fesco. But uh, just in yep. terms of coverage, what you're going to be up to. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we got one day left on Friday to get this thing going. We'll do some stuff on Sunday morning on 610 Sports Radio. You can listen to it all through the uh, the Odyssey app, free to download, and then click on 610 Sports Radio, and you can hear the uh, the opponent side. I love listening in to what everybody says in Baltimore as well. So I'll, I'll be happy to take your feedback. You can text the show and have some fun with us. It's all in good fun, man. This is a great weekend for everybody. I know it's huge for you guys in Baltimore. And I'll send this message like I do to everybody else all the time. Enjoy it because you don't know when you're going to be back. We're just very fortunate. It's been six years in a row. You got to enjoy these moments because, as we know in sports, they go so fast. Who are you kidding? It's an annual celebration over there. It is. <laughs> now it is. Yes. <laughs> you guys can just book it. You can get your flights down, right? Everything's right. ready to go. You're not doing anything besides this in January from here on out. But, it's made uh, January go a lot faster over these last six years. You know, after the holidays, the winter doldrums, it's been miserable weather since the, you know, the first of the year here. But we're already to the 25th, and, and we're closing in on the AFC Championship game, so it's fantastic. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Goodness gracious. All right, Bob. Well, you, you are the man. It's great to be with you as always. And I'm um, glad we could glad you could return the favor. Appreciate you. And, and thanks for having me on again on 610 this week. And I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. No doubt, guys. Thanks for having me, too. Appreciate right, it, Bob. Absolutely. Thank you. Bob Fesco from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. You can find him on Twitter at Bob Fesco. And, and that's that's good stuff, right? Like, you know, look, he's riding with his guys as he should. He watches them all year long. He's seen them in this game what will be six straight times. and uh, But I love that matchup, boy. Good luck, Chris, because Lamar's going to be tough to find. He's going to be tough to track down.
Whatever. The the Bobby Stroop combo was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. Like anything, it takes getting edge. No, let's let's at least like hyperbole, maybe, <laughs> but like just blatant false quotes. I'm not I'm not there for that. But uh, that was fun. Bobby, we see it every week, like every co- g- guest we have on. Uh, they're quality, they're high quality, but there is something different about radio guys, right? They're just, uh, oh, the, the, a, oh. the print guys are always like unbiased, objective, da, 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 da. The radio guys, just like us, it's like you, you show your bias, you're, you're writing with your team. You know what I mean? It's just, a, it's just a different, um, it's a different vibe. So that was a lot of fun with Bob. Um, and the 35-0, that's hilarious. If that was like a real, a real uh prediction, then then we we might be talking about disrespect, but obviously he says he's been doing it for six years. Hey, he might be a little superstitious, you know. Yeah. That might just be his thing. <laughs> Clearly but. worked so far for him. Apparently, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, and, and Bob was, yeah, he's about as buttoned up as it gets. Radio yeah. professional used to kind of be a mentor of mine, was that when I was in that industry. So it was good to catch up with him. And, and I thought this was kind of funny too. I saw this because he yeah. retweeted it. But um, this guy named Farzin tweeted out a screenshot of what he was looking at at local news. Uh, KMBC9 in Kansas City had the Kansas City Chiefs logo on the left-hand side. Uh, and they were going to go up against the Northwest Ravens on the <laughs> right-hand side. And so then that actual Northwest Ravens team quote tweeted this tweet from Farzin and it was like, Hey, thank you, Chiefs, so much for the opportunity. We, we're looking forward to it. Kind of funny, 2.5 million views and counting. So, well, yeah. so who are the Northwest Ravens? Are they in, like, in Kansas City? Like, I just want—is it like a high school team? Is it a JUCO team? Like, who is it? I wish I. We got to look it up. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. Let's see, Ravens football. They they Ravens. fancy themselves at. Let's Olay see, Northwest. It's unclear. It's in Kansas. O- Olathe, Kansas. Is that how you say it? Olathe? I have no it right clue. It's in Kansas, though. All I know uh, is that they are not an NFL certified team. That's hilarious. That's funny. So there you have it there. Some other news that came out since we last recorded is that the Titans are requesting an interview with Ravens defensive backs coach Denard Wilson. He was one of the offseason hires that John Harbaugh brought in from Philly. And he's going to have a chance to interview if this interview is this, – this request is granted with Tennessee. He's also met with the Giants for their defensive coordinator job. But it's notable because you might remember when we had Jeff on during our first State of the Ravens broadcast from a couple of weeks ago during the bye when Jeff was like, oh, yeah, this is one of the five or six dudes on this staff alone who yeah. are potential defensive coordinator and or head coaching candidates. So something to monitor here as uh, in-person interviews become a thing. They are now a thing that we are on the yeah, other side and, of divisional round weekend. So, and it's, it's uh it is crazy. Cause pretty much every, I, I think just about every backup to Mike McDonald, who Jeff was saying, who could be the Ravens DC. If, if Mike were to leave, I think all of them have gotten interviews <laughs> elsewhere. So it's funny. I remember, Oh, it was, this was years ago listening to Steve Bashotti because the Ravens went through a little drought in the draft, usually a very uh, successful team in the draft. And they've done it, EDC has been great since he's taken over. Um, just continuing that legacy from Ozzy. Uh, but there was a little drought. And I remember um, Bashotti being like, yeah, we got raided on our scouting in our scouting department and it makes a difference, you know? 
And yeah. so I hope that the Ravens learn from that. You gotta have guys ready to step in. And I mean, not just a backup, but like at this point, if people are going to keep rating you. You got to have like four backups ready in both the coaching staff and the, the scouting staff. Oh, look what happened to the Eagles. Both their coordinators get plucked for head coaching yeah. gigs a year ago. And well, they're and, disappointing. And, you know, yeah, they're, and they're disappointing. It, but like one of the things that probably is made the chiefs have a slow start is you know, and again, they have Andy Reid, so it's different, but they've had an offensive coordinator turnover, you know, and see how long it took the Ravens while they've been winning. Like, we just keep seeing the offense get better, better, and better. I mean, it takes time to, like, have turnover. So you just got to have people that are already in, in the system that know how to run the system so that the, the transitions are, are seamless. Speaking of turnover, Michigan certainly going to experience yeah. quite a bit of this with a major, major domino falling last night. Again, taping this on Thursday, the 25th. Jim Harbaugh is leaving Ann Arbor, and he is going to the Los Angeles Chargers. That is official, okay, which means we've already know there's been a Harbaugh Bowl in a Super Bowl. Right. But now we're going to get a chance to see it in a regular season game this upcoming season. Fall 2024, the Ravens will travel to the Los Angeles Chargers and we will have our first ever regular season Harbaugh Bowl. So here we go. It, this is this is great. You know who this is? This is crazy because it is Harbaugh versus Harbaugh. We'll never see him in the Super Bowl again, but perhaps playoffs, all that kind of stuff. And you would play him more often in the AFC than you would if you were in the NFC. Um, yep. And then on top of it, you know who else? Who else is going to irk is is the team that we're talking about today, which is the Chiefs. That that's the same division. So I'm all for Jim, you know, beating the beating down the Chiefs and the Chiefs trying to do the same thing. Like, let's make that division. Like one of the things about the Patriots that, that they were so successful for so long is they really within their, I mean, they were, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take away from Brady and what he accomplished and all of that, but they also in the division didn't have a ton of competition. Mm -hmm. And this year, I don't feel like the Chiefs really had that much either between the Broncos and Raiders and, you know, the the Chargers weren't living up to their potential, so this will be a big impact on them. And um, and then, so I'm trying to think. So, how many head coaching jobs are left now, Bobby? Only three or four. Only three or four gigs are left. Which it's crazy. The last time that we really discussed this in detail, it was almost a like a, a foregone conclusion that John Harbaugh's staff would not be intact in 2024 and while it may not be to the full extent the notable ones his coordinators I, like it, i'm feeling better about it now than i did a week ago but i, I feel i feel better about munkin but i i still don't about mike uh because i know i saw a tweet i i was looking for it here i can't find it i'm pretty sure i saw a tweet after this that there was four head coaching jobs left and mike mcdonald had interviewed for three of them yeah and so I, I I feel good about Todd. I, not so much about Mike. That that I won't quiet. feel good until that I won't feel good until every head coaching job is, is has been filled. Aside from Atlanta requesting interviews with second interviews with Weaver and McDonald, it's been relatively quiet around Mike's name since last week. So well, don't want to jinx anything. Been a bit more anything. busy. Don't want to jinx anything. It has been busier. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying I feel better than I did a week ago about the fact that about the thought of it being somewhat intact 
staff-wise coming up next year. It's too early to really feel confident about that, but we'll have to watch. Here's the threads. It's, it's not black on black. I know a lot of you wanted that black on black. They're going the same thing back to back weeks. But again, I'm wondering if they're allowed to because maybe not. Yeah, maybe they're not because you're because you're only allowed so many alternate jerseys throughout the regular season. Sure. And so, and there might be a difference in what you're allowed to wear with pants. Yeah. But I believe purple, the purple top is like your normal top, and so I, I don't know that there's as many rules on the pants. So it looks like like they're trying to get the black in, but I'd have I need to look this up because to me, if the Ravens were allowed to do it, I bet they I, I think they would do it. Okay, so here we go. It might be three now because literally as we're taping this, and this dude has been on a fast rise. The Panthers, according to Ian Rappaport, are closing in on Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales, who was one of the ones who John Harbaugh brought in last offseason when he was casting that wide net for before he settled on, not settled, but before he chose Todd Munkin. So uh, this was, wow. Holy. Well, that's good. Three left and still Bill Belichick's out there, right? He is still out there. And let and me you tell think you, he would take one of those remaining three. Let me tell you, Dave Canales, boy, he, he he's looked at the way Mike is. Like, this is a hot young mind right now on the offensive side of things, and it looks like he's going to get his head coaching opportunity. So, so anyway, yeah, okay, the confidence is starting to build a little bit more and more. Uh, you're feeling even better. I am, <laughs> yeah. I am. It's too early. It's too tr- yeah. truly too early to feel like, you know, an unwavering confidence, but at least it was better than a week ago. So that's the latest there. That is fresh. That is fresh off the timeline right now for me and Rappaport. So purple on black. It's a 3 o'clock kickoff. Lots of coverage coming up, and I mean lots of live coverage. Tomorrow, the 26th, you and I will be doing a mini version of a State of the Ravens broadcast. It's from 12 to 2. I want to do predictions. Are we doing predictions or what? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Usually when you tease, it means we're closing, so I'm just making sure. I'm getting on roll. You know what's so funny? I thought that you were going to take exception to my mini comment that you were like it's it's not many we're gonna do it up it's it's two hours oh, it's still gonna be oh, just no, as good. i don't care i don't care <laughs> no so anyway from 12 to 2 we're gonna have rita hubbard we're gonna have femi ion badeja we're gonna have ken mccusick and others potentially a major no, uh, notable guest that we're still working on so be on the lookout for that across all platforms 12 to 2 then from 6 to 8 i'm gonna be at twain's tavern in pasadena maryland it's going to be live streamed across platforms. Ben Cleveland will be there. Uh, Ed Dixon will be there. Arthur Jones will be there. Many others. So looking forward to those conversations. And then, of course, pregame from 12 up until kickoff on Sunday. And then you and I will do our postgame show, as always, as soon as the press conferences finish up. How do you see this one playing out? The, 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 the current spread, just to kind of make sure that we're up to date here, is still three and a half. Okay, still three and a half according to ESPN bet. The over-under is set at 44-and-a-half. Weather's looking good, 49 degrees, um, clear skies. What do you think? Um, well, first of all, we just got the finalists. Sorry, there's more breaking news as we're recording. This is what happens when we record at noon. Uh, but the NFL announced the finalists for the most valuable player. I don't know why we got to go through this. Um, hold on, I'm, t- I'm literally tweeting right now. I'm quote retweeting it. Spoiler alert, Lamar Jackson wins MVP. Okay, I just tweeted that. Uh, the finalists for the AP Most Valuable Player of the Year is Josh Allen, 
Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, and Lamar Jackson. So we got the finalists. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Okay. So how do I feel about this game? I was thinking about this this morning. During my workout, driving over there, driving back, thinking. Okay. Bobby, obviously, we we've and we've already kind of teased this. We're we're both picking the Ravens. But this isn't like, oh, how do I pick against the Ravens at this point? Like, like I I legitimately think the Ravens are gonna win. And I know Bob, we just listened to Bob. He sounds very confident and he talked about like Chris Jones versus Lamar Jackson. Um, I think Lamar's going to win that battle. I just, he is just playing at another level. We're, we're talking about him as the MVP, which is so absolutely deserving. And, and it, the health, the health of them are coming back. And Mark Andrews will, is going to be out there most likely. And, and maybe even Marlon Humphrey and, and Zeitler, all he did is he had a, he had a rest day. And I think the offensive line is, hitting their stride right at, talk about he was talking about Travis Kelsey hitting his stride at the right time Ronnie Stanley is hitting his stride at the right time Zeitler's Zeitler's there like Linderbaum's off the like the rotation is working that they've been working with these right tackles Zay Flowers is there Isaiah Likely is I just feel like the Ravens are locked in and then on the defensive side while it certainly isn't to the level of of talk of of the 49ers in fact there's plenty of people that are picking the Ravens there's also plenty picking the Chiefs but I you just it just is Roquan Smith leading this team you know he's ticked off when people are like yeah are you taking the graduate level course who are you what what do you do you this is Roquan Smith he's also an all pro here like what are we doing here? Like he has to put him on a pedestal. No, he's going to, he wants to knock him down from the pedestal. He wants people asking Patrick, is this a graduate level course going against the Ravens? How about that for a question? Like it just, and I was, and I listened to a segment that Bob did with some, some that he had a guest on and they thought it was going to be like this, you know, kind of like low to mid 20 scoring game. I like, I, I just don't think so. I think the Ravens, I think the Ravens can pull this out. And I think that they're going to have one of those spurts like they always do. I don't want them to start slow like they did against Houston. I think Bob is correct there. Get off to a quick start, whether it's the offense or the defense. When the defense got out to a quick start against the 49ers, like there was no recovering. I don't want this to be a thing where Mahomes gets the ball with two minutes remaining or heck, even a minute remaining. Like, you, I want it to where it's like, you know, make it like get out to such a lead that you're, you've demoralized them. Now, that's hard to do. It's hard to demoralize the Chiefs, but it can be done. It can be done. I think the Ravens are winning. I think that Lamar is locked in. I think you've got the leaders that it takes. I think Justin Tucker is going to be on his game. I know it's going to be in the rain. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to stop the Ravens' run game. I just don't. He Bob talked about it. The Ra- they're ranked, I think, 18th in the league in run defense. I, I just think that I think the Ravens can make them one-dimensional, and I don't think they can make the Ravens one-dimensional. Hold on to the ball. It's the rain. If I mean, if they're we talked about it last week, a punt return, a kickoff return, turnovers. 
that's that's what I think can do this. And obviously, you know, keeping it close and letting Lamar or Patrick try to do something in the final two minutes. But so that's all possible. It's, it's all possible. But I think the Ravens are going to win. And I'm going 31-27. Okay, 31-27. My bad on the weather comment earlier on. I was looking at the ESPN weather for what's today, currently at the time oh. of this taping. So it's not going to be clear skies. No, it's raining. You just reminded me it's, it's yeah. supposed to rain. There's a 75% chance of precipitation. 46 degrees, 14-mile-an-hour winds. Okay, so night and day from what it once was. A week ago, in terms of overall weather experience, it's going to feel bomby, matter of fact, compared to last week. But anyway, that's the weather for those of you who care. I think that um, the Ravens special teams will be the difference in this one. I think that something that has been not up to snuff all season long, especially last week with that gaffe, and uh, well, Justin did convert from 53 in a postseason game, but giving up a punt return touchdown to a guy they just signed off the practice squad was a problem. And it has been throughout the year, despite Talon Wallace's, uh, aside from Talon Wallace's game that he won against the Rams. Um, I think this one's going to be special teams will will somehow be a difference maker for the Ravens. And I have them winning in a game that we're going to be talking about for a very long time. I don't see them getting to that 30-point threshold that they have in their sleep. I do think that somewhat of a slow start is something that's going to have to be something that they overcome in-game. And I think they ultimately win this one uh, 28 to 23. 28-23. Ravens get it done. They march on to Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. And uh, as as Bob said, Lamar's looking for that signature win. He's had him. Mm-hmm. He's had him mm-hmm. in the regular season. And he had one last weekend. Mm-hmm. But this is a signature win <laughs> against a signature opponent. Yeah. And that's what he hasn't had yet. And so – that's the what other will. thing that I think is what will be interesting, and like we haven't talked about a matchup. Well, we talked about Travis Kelsey and Hamilton. I think that's a big matchup. Chris Jones versus Lamar Jackson, that's a big matchup. To me, it's the Mike McDonald versus Andy Reid and then Todd Munkin versus Spags because Bob touched on the adjustments. He said that Chiefs are a great adjustment team at the half, and they are. It always seems I've I've seen them like, you know, let teams hang around in the first half, and then they figure out. He said, you know, they put their foot down. Well, the Ravens, watch out, have become a team of adjustments themselves, and so this could be a back and forth where, you know, something's working, and then the the the, the, oppo- the opposing team adjusts, and then it's not working anymore, and then you got to adjust again. It's whoever can 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 find those adjustments the most that that will obviously favor their team. Real quick, Bobby, more breaking news here while we're here. Not only did they release the finalists for the MVP, we got finalists for coach of the year, and we've got finalists for coordinators of the year. John Harbaugh is one of the five finalists for coach of the year. I think he should be. We've talked about this. I don't know that he's going to win it. The others, Dan Campbell. D'Amico Ryans, who the Ravens just faced, Kyle Shanahan, who the Ravens have faced, and Kevin Stefanski, who the Ravens have faced. So uh, glad to hear that, that people are seeing that John Harbaugh this year has been at, at least top five. Yeah, uh, mine, mine would be D'Amico my, my, of the year. Coach of the D'Amico. year, mine would be D'Amico. Yeah, okay. D'Amico well, Ryan's I mean, rookie Houston. quarterback. I mean, yeah. Kevin, I think it's going to be between D'Amico and Kevin. I mean, Kevin Stefanski lost his quarterback, kept going. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean – it's it's a lot of good competition there. In terms of coordinators, 
both Todd Munkin and Mike McDonald are among the five finalists for assistant coach of the year. And yet they might, they might both be back. We'll see. We'll see what happens. happens in 2019. Wow. We had, we had Greg Roman was, was the assistant coach of the year and he was back. So you never know. They generated the same amount of buzz. You can remember that off season, Wink and, and Greg, maybe a little bit more from this year's staff, but anyway. All right. Thanks to Bob Fesco for popping on to help us preview uh, for a Kansas City perspective. Again, plenty of coverage coming up the next couple days. We will have a Friday morning vault for you. And then I hope you'll join us at 12 noon, 12 noon Eastern on Friday the 26th for a State of the Ravens. Be on the lookout for some more announcements related to who's going to be dropping by there. So for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this official game preview. We will talk to you tomorrow morning.